Hello and welcome to another episode of the Supertop Podcast. I'm Oshin. And I'm Podrick. We're Supertop and we work on Castro Podcast Player. In this episode, we're going to talk about a new feature, Top Picks, and why we think it's great for podcast listeners. And we're also going to talk about a new onboarding approach we've added to Castro. Sweet. Uh, I have to go to Cuba in a few hours, so uh, I guess we better get started. <laughs> the original birthplace of Castro, right? A, a, a different different Castro, but yes, I look forward to uh, introducing them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, remember when we were announcing the sale of Castro to Tiny? Um, I wanted to set the date to be the date that uh, Fidel Castro died, I think. <laughs> Just because it was, I think it was one day off or something, and I thought it'd be funny. And then it started feeling really ominous and negative, and so I don't think we did in the end. <laughs> you know what else is funny is, is the date that he was born is actually August 13th, which is one day after my birthday. Oh, whoa. Okay, that's enough uh, f- talk about Fidel Castro, who the app is not named after, by the way. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about top picks. So we designed Castro to be an app that can help you when you have lots and lots of subscriptions. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're listening to 40 hours of podcasts a week, just means that you are subscribed to maybe 50 or 100 podcasts and you want to be able to scan all those podcasts and find the best episodes. Um, that's that's always been the way we've wanted the app to work. We felt like that was our a, a cool niche we could go after where we're not trying to make the, the podcast app for everyone and competing directly with Apple Podcasts, but there's still like a big group of people who care about seeing all their podcasts, not just like the four or five they listen to most. Yeah, I think that's always been kind of central to like what Castro is and what makes Castro special and, and kind of the feature that most journalists talk about most of the time when they talk about the app. Um, and I've loved using Castro like that for years, but there, sometimes you do still end up with too many episodes to scan through, though, in, in, your, in your new tab or with place that I still think of as the inbox sometimes, but <laughs> it's the new tab. Uh, so like, because some shows like I subscribe, I mean, I'm subscribed to like, literally hundreds of shows um, and I definitely want to have them there and I want to be able to scan through episodes but sometimes you do still get like a little bit overwhelmed by them um, some po- some shows publish like episodes really often some rarely um, and it's very easy for like a show that I am actually genuinely interested in but for its new episodes to still kind of get lost in the mix of like of all those shows and when that happens, you give up. You just you, you clear all, and it's just like there's too much stuff there. Uh, I'm not going to scan down through like the whole list, and it's going to be easier if I just like get rid of all this stuff and like wait for more new stuff to come in. You could always like set up stuff like automatically to like be like, okay, this is my favorite show, and I like definitely like auto queue this one to the top, add this one to the bottom. Like we've had those like since the start. Yeah, people don't really. F- I don't think people find that feature so much, and you definitely have to put some forethought into what you want to happen. Where the rest of the app is designed to try and like, well, to try and just do what's right without you having to configure it. So uh, I think I definitely have a few shows that are auto queued, and with the episode limit, it's it's quite handy. But yeah, it'd be nice if we could solve some of that problem without needing people to configure something manually. Yeah, I don't want the answer to like those problems to be like, oh yeah, dig into this menu, find this setting, like actually like sit down and think through of all the different podcasts that you're subscribed to, like analyze your own behavior and kind of be like, oh yeah, I think this one is definitely my favorite one. I mean, obviously, if you want to do that, you can still do it, but I don't want that to be the answer for like how does the how do the best episodes like 
rise to the top and the stuff that you're most interested in how do you make sure you're not going to miss any of that stuff um so what we really wanted to introduce a feature that could help you with stuff like that without needing manual configuration that and that's topics so uh, basically, Topics uses your listening activity to surface new episodes of your subscribed podcasts that we think you're most likely to play. Um, it's right there in the new tab. It's another section there. And essentially, it's like, say if you have 100 new episodes, Topics ha- has, is going to like pick out like the five of those episodes that it thinks are like the ones that you're most likely going to want. You don't need to set it up at all. It entirely just learns from your listening history. And the app gets to know you over time, basically, the more you use it. All this analysis of your listening behavior happens entirely on the device. We don't send any of this stuff up to the server. Um, It's all based on the listening history in your local app. So it's 100% private and it's 100% automatic and it's pretty cool. Yeah, we have our, our secret special sauce algorithm that takes in all sorts of things. But yeah, as you said, like they're all totally local on the device. Um, yeah, and because it does that, then you don't have to worry about like episodes getting lost in the stream anymore. Um, if it's a show that you're, you listen to often, like it's going to rise to the top. So you mentioned before that some podcasts publish very frequently and other ones are published less frequently. And that's not necessarily related to how much you like the show. Like maybe there's a show that publishes every day that you only listen to occasionally and maybe there's one that publishes every month that you always have to hear but in a continuous chronological list the one that you really love can get buried under tons of the new episodes of other shows that you care about less so topics is smart enough to pick that out and realize that yeah you've there have only been seven episodes of this show but you've listened to every single one of them and a new one just came out so topics will pick that one and put that in a separate list so that you can find it much more easily yeah and if there's multiple episodes of the same show like because you like you just haven't come back for a while or they release multiple episodes at a time or for whatever reason why multiple episodes end up uh in in the backlog uh topics is also smart about picking out like which one of those it, it will only pick one episode of them and it but it's very smart about picking out which one is going to be the one that you're most likely in like is this a show that you're listening to in order that you always listen to every episode in that case it's going to show you the like the next one that it thinks you're most likely to or is it one that you just dip in and out of like a kind of a news podcast that kind of a thing where actually the latest episode is going to be the one that's of most value to you um then it's going to always be the latest one and like because for those ones you maybe aren't so worried if like if you miss an episode here or there yeah i really like how you did the ui for that uh for grouping the podcasts together you almost don't know what's happening but you have basically you have a list of the five top picks and then say you have five the dailies in your inbox and you clear one of them from top picks, then a new daily will just animate in underneath it. So you can work, it's like you're working down deep into the stack of those episodes. And once you get through all of them, all of the ones that were in your inbox, then, then a new one will come in at the bottom. But it's a really nice way to just like dig through episodes of the same podcast without it really feeling like a totally separate new area in the app where you had to press group by podcast or something like that. Yeah, totally. I mean, I remember like from the earlier earliest days of us trying to like plan out a podcast app like back in the <laughs> many years ago. Um I I know that like we've had ideas about ways to group episodes like come up like just in our discussions like over and over again. Um but we had never really settled on a on like okay, yeah, this is what we're going to do. Like this is we had never really quite cracked it and I think 
with top picks is the first time that I kind of started to get a sense of like, oh yeah, this is this way of like grouping episodes together is like that we've been talking about since day one. Uh, like it feels natural, and it I like I I just yeah, it's nice to like for something that's been in my head for years to like finally be like, okay, I think. I'm sure we'll improve it more over time, but I think it's like already right now, it's just like a, this way of like grouping and episodes by podcast just feels pretty sweet to me. Yeah. And I'm like just while well, thinking about uh, the app being around for a long time, I really love that with this feature, long time listeners are going to get the smartest picks because the more listening history the app has to work with, obviously the better picks it can make for you. Um, but the really, I mean, the probably the biggest thing is that it just saves you so much time. Like, you're not scrolling through lists trying to find your favorite episodes. They're just there. And people spend hours in podcast apps. So you can very easily just open it. You want something quick to play and you hit something that's on the first screen of your inbox just because you don't have time to scan through it right now. Um, but this will give you such, this will give you much better options to pick from when you are in a hurry. So I feel really good about it in terms of just like the things you put in front of people determining how they spend their time. Yeah, as a user, I think you can feel much more comfortable with the idea that, like, yeah, at a quick glance, you're going to see, like, what's the best stuff, what's the best options there for you to listen to. Um, and, yeah, if you have a little bit more time and you want to, like, dig more back into, like, some of some other podcasts or make sure that you're, like, also checking in on some of your other subscriptions, like, all the, all the other stuff is still there. You can still just tap over into all or you can see all the episodes are filtered by different podcasts. All that stuff is still there in the filter bar at the top. But if you're in a hurry and you just want to take a glance or you just want to rest assured that like that the next episode of your favorite podcast like that hasn't come out for ages, but like you just know that it's like it's going to drop sometime and you just want to you want to rest assured that that's definitely going to be there like at the top when you first check the app, like you just can rest assured that like we're going to be picking out the best stuff and, and showing it to you. And I feel like Castro is uniquely set up to offer this feature, like because we designed that coherence triage workflow from the start so many of these features that we add always just like fit on so logically and it always it always feels like a vindication of those design choices and the amount of time we spent on castro initially to get that stuff right when these things come together so neatly like castro stores your listening data locally not on a server so it's totally private um the episodes all come into one place so there's like a logical place to triage episodes which was the natural place to put topics. Um, there aren't like a bunch of different playlists to scan through to find which episode, which playlists have new episodes and then decide which ones you want based on that. And then there's this clear yes or no workflow with uh, queuing or clearing, uh, which also makes total sense for topics where you look at the five, you'll probably queue three of them and then two of them maybe you won't be interested in. As you clear or queue episodes from topics, it will pull in new ones from the inbox as long as it can, like as long as it actually has a recommendation for you. So you can keep going and filter through your whole inbox that way, or you can just, once you have a few episodes you like, just get going. Yeah, and I love the way that feels where it's like, there's like there's five episodes there, and as you deal with them, like new ones come in. Um, but like I love that that feels like, like you, you, it's not necessarily that this is like a list that you need to empty, that you need to deal with, which is an issue that people often said that, that like made them nervous about like having an inbox with tons of episodes in it. Like this notion that like, oh, I have to deal with them all. The fact that this like autofills and like it's not just that it, you get it back down to zero it's just like these are the best ones there Um i like that it just it doesn't feel like a place where you need to like deal with getting everything out of it yeah definitely i i feel good about not putting that pressure on people too 
Yeah, totally. Since day one, we've had this triage flow where it's about like new episodes come in here, you decide on them, and and like you queue the best and and skip the rest, and like that's like, I mean that's a power flow, and I love the way that that like has helped me like listen to a lot more podcasts over the last few years and and keep listening to like a lot more diverse stuff. But what I love about the new topics thing is that I feel like it's it's almost introduced like this extra middle ground in between the two. If there's an episode of a podcast that like is out, I don't feel this pressure anymore. They're like, okay, I have to add this to my queue, my listening queue right now. Uh, otherwise, like it's going to get lost in the mix. It's like, it's if it's from one of my favorite shows, I know that it's going to like sit there in topics until I decide to deal with it. I don't feel this pressure. Like, okay, I have to queue stuff now, even if I don't want to listen to it right this moment. I have to queue it now just so that I don't lose it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that that was always a concern, I think, because yeah, it'll go down that inbox list, and if that inbox if it gets over three hundred or or you know some arbitrary number, it's just going to be too intimidating, and you'll end up clearing all at some point. Yeah, totally. So it's yeah, it's great that it'll pull those up, and that's interesting too that it's like it is changing how we use Castro, even though it's it's just this extra feature. It's not we haven't like taken anything away, but it's it's changing the way that. We want to you interact with the app every day. Yeah, even in like unexpected ways. Like for testing this, I have and in like in my regular Castro install, I have like I think I had like six or seven podcasts set to auto queue. They're the ones that I generally want to listen to every episode of. Um and so like but to test this I like I turned off auto queue on those things, just had them like all just like all just go into the new tab and my rationale behind te- doing that was just like, okay, I just wanna see how this feels for like a user who hasn't like configured auto queue like the way that I have um but has been like had a similar listening history to me like is topics working in the way that I I wanted to to like surface these episodes but like my rationale behind trying that initially was thinking that like that I would deal with topics like in the exact same way that like okay yeah as soon as an episode came out I would queue it and it was just that I was using topics as a replacement for having set up auto queue but I actually ended up using it like like quite differently because because as I said like it turns out I'm actually much more likely to like leave, like if I see like a new episode of one of my favorite shows show up I'm much more likely to leave it there in in, in the new tab like and it actually means that I've managed to like get through the backlog of episodes of a bunch of different shows that that I often wouldn't have just because like other ones have come in and been auto queued to the top. And like I sometimes I put stuff into my queue with like such good intentions, uh, and I'm like, but I never get to it because I keep listening to the same shows like every week. Right. So you have you have like four or five shows or did before this that were auto queuing to the top of your queue, and they were mostly using up your listening time. So you weren't getting to, you were just never ending up getting to those other episodes. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Uh, whereas like now I've actually started like getting I've started getting through much more of those and the kind of stuff of just like new shows that I hadn't gotten around to listening to yet or individual particular episodes of something that somebody had recommended to me. Um and I've I've managed like in in the last few weeks to like to listen to much more of those things and also to still feel like I'm like I'm I'm on top of like knowing what's coming out in, in my favourite shows as well and deciding whether yeah. I want them or not. That's funny, it reminds me uh, soon after we launched the triage system in Castro way back, uh, there were a few people on the beta, and I wanted this myself, actually, so I, I really understood where they were coming from. They wanted something in between the queue and what was the inbox at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which I think we started internally <laughs> calling purgatory. Yeah. <laughs> where we, we weren't quite, you know, you're interested in it, but you don't really want it just now. So you don't want to clear it and have it disappear into the library, but you also don't want to queue it and have it blocking up your queue. And Topix sort of does that now, where if you just leave it in the new list, then it it will stay in Topix um, and you'll be able to find it again quickly without necessarily having to, to queue it immediately. Yeah, totally. Something happened to me recently where I was like, yeah, my queue had gotten too long. And, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to be a little bit harsh on this. Um, and I think I like went through and like did did the multiple select drag and drop thing to like pick like 20 of them and mm-hmm. i was like okay sorry guys i wish i could have got there but it's it's not gonna happen uh it wasn't like full bankruptcy it was just like okay 20 of these are gonna go and uh, so i picked them up and dropped them into into the library and but then straight after as soon as i did it i was like oh crap i should have put them in instead of, i should have just put them back in back in the inbox so that like <laughs> there would be some hope that they were going to come back up but I, I never would have done that before because I was like, okay, if I put stuff back in, in the inbox, it's like, I'm, I'm never going to see it. Whereas at that point, I was like, oh, I need to learn that new behavior now where I'm like, there is yeah. a chance. If you, you can put stuff back in inbox and like, if it's, a, if it's a show that like you're into, like it'll, it can, it'll rise to the top again. So we changed the name of archive, of the archive to the library and we changed the action of like, getting rid of an episode from archive to clear um, we also changed the name of the inbox tab to new and i think it's the right choice but i'm finding it really hard to I'm struggling say. so hard i'm struggling so much because you end up saying the new tab which could mean <laughs> a tab that didn't exist before or it could mean the tab that's called new yeah we're not going back but we well, might. Go i don't think new. we can go back i think we have to go, yeah somewhere like the new new tab <laughs> um i mean i i would t- I completely agree with all our reasons for why we were didn't want to have used the word inbox in the app anymore, that it felt too much like email, that it felt like something that you had to empty everything out of. All those things are like, yeah, I don't want people to feel that that's what they have to have to mm-hmm. do. Um, especially now with the top picks thing as well, as a slide aside where I just feel like I'm don't have any compulsion to empty everything out of that tab at all anymore. Like I'm just like, okay, look, everything can stay there as far as I'm concerned and just the good stuff is going to come come out of it yeah after like I'll take the cream off the top and like and like see what else rises to the top rather than like clear it out and wait for new stuff um but the yeah I I still keep calling it inbox just because (laughs) I know I think it's just because it's like if it sounds like a place like it's like which is the thing that I always liked about it whereas like here's the it felt like stuff was somewhere it was in a place like where you whereas new like in the new tab is so awkward and you can't just say in new and i don't want to just say is new because it doesn't mean it doesn't necessarily yeah, mean it's yeah. new either which was like that was what i liked about inbox was that it, 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 stuff was just in the inbox and like it could be there for whatever reason because you dragged and dropped it there or because it was released or like for whatever reason um but, yeah, this stuff is hard naming things. Yeah. Um well, we'll we'll get somewhere with it, but I just I wanted to address it directly since we've been struggling to say new and inbox all yeah, the way. Yeah, we definitely this. have mixed it all the way up through. And it is something we've been talking about lately, so it's probably funny. It's got it's yeah. I'm glad. it's it's worth it's worth addressing for sure. Anyway, if you're listening to this episode right now, Top Picks is out. Um if you're a long-time Castro user, it's going to have great picks for you already. Uh, if you're new to Castro, it obviously you have to use it 
Castro a little bit before it's going to know anything about you. Uh, so just listen to a few of your favorite shows and then Topics will start filtering those out for you. One last thing we changed in uh, this update is the onboarding, which is maybe less exciting for current users, but maybe more of an interesting topic for other indie app developers. Yeah, and it's something I think we're probably going to touch on in future episodes as well, just in terms of like, this is just going to be coming out today, like along with top picks. Um, so yeah, we're like, this is something that we're interested to see, like how can we help like increase engagement with the app and help users stick around for longer Um yeah, like let's talk a little bit about like what the old approach was, and then what the, what the new approach is. I think is probably the best way to to get into it. Yeah, for sure. When we launched Castro as it is now, the the big unique feature in Castro is the triage workflow, where no other app really is designed around this idea that you get new episodes and you yes or no them into the queue or the library, um, and then you have one single continuous queue throughout the app that's not like a buried up next that's part of your player that's hard to find or a playlist that you have to configure by adding and removing different podcasts from it and setting all kinds of different things we wanted it to be a very clear simple uh triage based approach um so when we were designing the onboarding we thought the most important thing to teach people is what's different about the app that initial onboarding took the user through queuing an episode and archiving an episode so that they'd know how that feels and there were nice animations that showed it jumping into the appropriate tab um and at the time that that app launched it was a paid app i think it was 4.99 um and so the tutorial was unskippable because in a way we weren't really worried about retention because you've paid us at that point (laughs) um it wasn't we've already got your money yeah, I mean, not as viciously as that, but like it wasn't the most important thing that we were focused on is someone's just paid for the app and then they see one screen of a tutorial and then they rage quit it and delete it. Yeah. That's much less likely when they've already come to the point where they've committed to pay for it. Yeah, no, totally. I think like if they've, if, I think the part of the mentality at the time was like, look, they've decided to buy the app, they've paid whatever $5 or whatever it was, like... They yeah. must have read a review, or they know for whatever reason that, like that, this that they that they wanted this app. Uh, that and since triage was our whole angle on it, that it was like, okay, look, the reason why they probably have the app is because they want to use triage. So, like, let's show them immediately what triage is. Yeah, we thought it's fine to use a little bit of people's time to make sure they know how to use the app, rather than just dumping them in and letting them figure it out for themselves. So the app is free now, or it's been free since May last year with a a subscription for extra features. Uh, So now anyone can just download it. There's basically zero cost. Someone just sitting in an airport, bored out of their brain, scrolling the app store, might see our icon and just hit install. Um, And they might not even, by the time they actually come to launch the app, it might be a week later, and they might not even remember why, like what the app does. So that... Our new approach is just get people to the point where they're playing an episode as soon as you can. Yeah, our new approach is to get users set up with their with their own podcast as quickly as possible, essentially. So we have the, the same welcome card that we used to have. One thing that we changed on that is that instead of saying buy Supertop, it says uh, podcast player, which like the reasons for that are twofold. Um, it's not only buy Supertop anymore. Supertop is just the two of us, but Castro is tiny and that includes uh, a lot more people working on it. Um, 
and also as you alluded to there Podrick, that like because there's like no barrier to entry on this thing somebody could have installed the app and not launched it and then saw this icon on their home screen and being like what is this and it's like okay we better let them know that this is a podcast player just in case uh so that's what's changed on the welcome cards um you swipe that away if you have other podcast apps installed the next thing that you're going to see is just a, a screen where it's just really easy for you to jump to instructions for how to import from the app um when i think back to how we used to do that which was like you would go through this entire thing where we teach you how to triage episodes uh then you land into this old discover tab that we had which was just a list of these categories um and in the top right we would had like this little import button that probably that you like could very easily miss um this just feels like such a more a better like natural way of like okay look you we know you already have other apps installed you can skip this step easily of course as well if you just want to try the app without without doing that but like if we know you have other apps installed like we may as well at least offer you like right up front hey do you want to get your podcasts in here because you're going to be able to learn the app quicker and better when you have your own content in it and because we're like we're specifically trying to get people who are listening to a lot of shows already we don't really think that castro is going to be your first podcast player most of the time so we really expect to find that yeah the user is already using some other podcast app so yeah, if if there's one there, it makes so much sense to just offer to import right away and make it super easy for people to to get up and running. Totally. Um, and then, so if you skip that step, or if you don't, didn't have other third party apps installed, there's a screen where basically we we sh- display like a selection of like the most popular podcasts, um, and you can just like tap on like these big artworks to add them. Like. The idea here is just like if you wanted to just jump into the app, you aren't new to podcasts, so you do like recognize some of these things. Um, we just want to get you set up quickly, like with a few podcasts, so that like you're not gone in then like exploring the app without any content in it whatsoever. Um, I feel like actually getting to know the app and how it works and functions is so much easier when there's actually actual episodes there and podcasts there rather than like the old onboarding approach, which was like, here's a fake episode cell and we're going to like instruct you exactly what thing to press. I think getting people set up with a few podcasts, first of all, and then getting them into like the real user interface with real content. Um, and 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 we do have some other steps along the way after that, where we where we try to make it friendlier and easier to teach them how to how to deal with the content there. Yeah, so we have we've always had these messages that at the top called uh, we've called them got its because there's a got it button to get rid of it usually. So we took out all those old got its and added a bunch of new ones that are much they're much bigger. They're still non-modal, which means they don't lock the whole screen until you deal with them. You can just scroll past them or close them if you're done with them. Uh, so they don't they don't get in your way too much. Uh, we had some help from Jesse James Hurlitz in designing those and coming up with some nice artwork and making them much more friendly than the very. Uh, I think the messages we had on there before were very factual. <laughs> yeah, and they were very dull. Like, yeah. I think they were, like, 
easy to ignore but not in like the in a good way i think like we wanted to not be in your face it was like we we did want them always to be non-modal and that like it wasn't going to stop you using the app that you had to deal with it but i think we we shied way too much from being like actually these if we draw your attention to them even a little bit or just make them look a bit better that like you hopefully you're going to be you new users will be more likely to actually read what's there and actually get a grasp on them yeah Adding image, adding images to them, I think, is a big thing because it's not just like, okay, here's a bunch of text you need to read it. At least the image like can like communicate a feeling or an idea or a concept like like really quickly. Even just at a glance at the images before you've read any words, I think it's already communicating something. Like as Jesse says, yeah. like it's communicating emotion, but I think it's also like communicating context and like just getting like real world concepts into your mind for like for what each screen is instead of you having to like read like a few lines of text to and then process that and what i really like about this and also the new discovery section that we launched a month ago is the app is starting to feel like it has some personality and i think some of our voices coming through a little bit and it's it's less just like an email program that can play podcasts and much more um much more something that you can feel a bit more connected to i think slack really tries very hard to do that to have like its own voice and you can you definitely you could describe a caricature of what slack would be if it was a person um like you kind of know you feel like you know it a little bit i personally think they go a little far with it and it gets a little bit cloying or annoying to me um especially when it's like covering up slow loading times with clever quotes that it shows. <laughs> but but they definitely try to make that connection. And I think I think it works. Like people have an emotional connection to Slack. And it's it, when you do move to a, a different chat app, it feels kind of hollow or empty, even if it's even if it's the same set of features. So I, I really like the caster can start to have some of that stuff. I'm definitely a little bit shy about going too far with this but it, it's yeah it feels good yeah all i mean even just in terms of color like when i think of like what the old experience of the first launch experience of using castro we've always had that big green we have this branded launch screen welcome screen basically that's like the castro colors with castro wordmark in the middle of it we've always had that but once that screen was gone you were in like a monochrome universe from that point forward like there is no like until you start adding podcasts and then at least there's like some artworks showing up but like you go through the like the triage tutorial that's completely monochrome you land into the app on a discover tab that's like the dullest looking thing ever you tap around the other tabs to try and get a feel of what the app is everything is like there's no content there yet so like everything is just empty and there's like these gray text boxes at the top of the screen um I think if you, we had a video, if you, we showed a video of like of how that looked next to like how the new one, how, like how the app looks now on first launch, like I think the like it, it would look like when you put like one of these black and white filters on a movie to like make it look old, like you just <laughs> put them side by side, and I think like the like the color and the per, and as you say the personality, which I think the color is like is a big part of what's creating that. Um, I think really shines in the new one. Um, so I think. Yeah, there's something to be said for um, for working with Jesse James Harlitz. <laughs> <laughs> something. So that's out now with top picks, and uh, hopefully it'll help more users get started with Castro and not just get scared off by our unskippable tutorial. 
Yeah, totally. We'll, I mean, I think we'll, we can talk about it more like in future episodes. Uh, we had like some plans for stuff that we want to delve into about like why users delete apps and like ways that things that we're trying to do to try to curb that mm-hmm. uh, in Castro. So like, you will definitely be touching on, on that in future episodes and we can report back on, on how the new onboarding goes. Cool. Well, do you have a plane to catch? Yeah, I was not joking. I really am going to Cuba today. So, um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I better get packing. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, that's another episode of the Super Top Podcast. And we got it out within a month of the other episode, I think. Yeah, we're Pretty good. A, we're on a roll again. Yeah, we're, it feels good to be back on this. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, Top Picks is out. Get it on the App Store if you don't have it already. And, yeah, let us know what you think. We'll talk to you soon. In the old version, like if you, once you sw- swope, swipe, swope, <laughs> once you swiped. <laughs>